The very much anticipated fight, Jervonta Tank Davis facing Ryan King Garcia. This fight will take place on April 22nd in none other than Las Vegas. This is one fight we're going to be able to enjoy on Showtime pay-per-view. And it's one that we've been waiting for a while. Two fighters that are known for very particular reasons. Let's start with Ryan Garcia with very outstanding speed, good punching power. Jervonta Davis, perhaps going under the radar, but paralyzing power. Paul Malanaji, Chris Algeri, let's start with you, Paulie. This is one fight that we've been waiting for a while. And uh, there's you keep flip-flopping. Flip yeah. Favoring one than the other. What's, what's I, going on? I, I think it's going to go like this going into the fight. Um, you know, I, I really have trouble figuring out which way I want to look at it. You know, I, I like how, you know, Javante made a great point about Ryan being a, specifically a left hook fighter. But, you know, Ryan has a lot of range. And so it's, it gives him various ways to land that left hook. Um, obviously, with Javante knowing that he's got to be careful with the left hook, you know, could Ryan come in and surprise us with some right-hand power? Could, you know, Ryan be, you know, uh, making some uh, adjustments to that as well, while, of course, not going away from his main strengths? You know, I think Javante, although he's a big, thick, lightweight, it's it, he's kind of a small guy nonetheless, you know? I, I mean, it's, I hate to call him small because I don't even know if he can make 130 pounds anymore, but Ryan is a bigger, lightweight, uh, a guy who can fill up to 140. Taller. He's taller, but also, you know, just he's, I think he just carries that that mass uh, a little better. Um, and, and he, he can fill into a super mm -hmm. lightweight and welterweight more so than Javante can, you know. So he's naturally a bigger guy. Um, I think, uh, hence the rehydration clause, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, right? Exactly. So, so I, I think when I think of sm uh, small things like the rehydration clause, you know, you, you makes me think Maybe that's a little bit of an advantage for Javante. And that might be just enough to nick it back his way. Enough you know? to say that he's worried about it. Yeah. Well, not he's worried about it, but also maybe the rehydration clause affects Ryan Garcia. You know, because he just face it. He doesn't make the lightweight limit that easily, you know. But um, I also think about things such as, you know, Javante Davis' tendency to start to fight slowly. You know, he, he's, fights, he's fighting slowly, but he's processing you. He's, you know, kind of uh, taking things in. But the opponents have kind of let him do that. You know, they they've... Even guys like Roley, who were, were were ahead in the fight, he didn't really get over aggressive to try to uh, you know take advantage of of Javante Davis's inconsistency early in the fight. Even in his last fight, kind of starts slowly again, but eventually he gets you out of there. I think if you give a guy like Ryan Garcia a chance to start fast and then fire off that power, really with any, nothing to worry about coming back uh, because you're sort of processing everything a risk to get hit and, and to get hit, hurt badly because Ryan has the kind of power where he may have to hit you with just one left hook and it could end the night. You know, I mean, I, I, Javante looks like the kind of guy who gets up in the knockdowns, but can't, there's one thing about get, wanting to get up from a knockdown and then not being able to get up from a knockdown. I've seen Ryan Garcia get knockouts where even if the guys want to get up, they don't, they don't get up. And I've seen, obviously, knockouts from Javante Davis as well. But again, my worry for Javante Davis is he's a, his tendency to start a little slowly. Does that put him at risk? Will he make that adjustment himself and start a little faster? If he makes an adjustment himself and starts a little faster, does he put himself in a position to walk into anything? You know, so a lot of different variables in this fight, but um, certainly a good fight. You've been very consistent from the day this fight was announced, Chris. No. Just, just <laughs> what we've talked about here, I've been consistent. But similar to Paulie, I've been thinking, you know, back and forth and kind of thinking how I can see what's happening. And honestly, I mean, on paper, to piggyback off of some of the points that, that Paulie made, um, you know, Ryan starts fast. He's got legit one-punch power. He has great hand speed. 
and he's not known as a jabber. He doesn't really use the jab as a weapon, but he uses it as a rangefinder. Mm -hmm. And he has a smaller man in front of him. If he can time and use that, that great judge of distance that he has to clip Javante Davis with that left hook, and if he's able to hurt Javante or at least get his respect early, he could, he could come out to a, a, a big lead or get, get the win um, from Javante early. I think deep down what's ultimately going to happen is that Javante is going to drive himself into a fight. It's going to become a dog fight. And I believe Javante is more prepared for that kind of fight than Ryan Garcia is at this point. I have a very important factor here, which is the mental situation. Yeah. Let's start with the fact that uh, Javante Davis is facing criminal charges. He will be sentenced right after this fight. So obviously he's already pled guilty. We all know what this whole circumstance, it was a car accident, yada, yada, yada. But there's something like hovering over his head. On the other hand, we've had Ryan Garcia who took time off for mental health issues. So I believe this is a huge stage. Will that be a factor in order to handle the limelight, the, the attention? And let's not forget the type of um, mediatic attention that you get the whole week, if not the, the month before the fight, which we're living right now. Uh, a lot of calls, a lot of interviews, just people pulling you all over and in so many different directions. Who has enough fuel in the tank to withstand that and then show up for the fight? I don't think it's so much fuel in the tank as much as it is. I don't think either one of them have been in a fight this big. They haven't. Neither exactly. one of them has been in a fight. This is the biggest fight of both of them. Um, but I don't know. Javante just strikes me as the kind of guy who's undeterred by this kind of stuff. Even with the, the, the out-of-the-ring troubles, the, you know, the, in terms a of legal stuff. Yeah, but I, I, for him, it's a fight. He's just going to go into it like, like everything else. And, he stayed, and you see that in his style when he fights. He stays very calm. And the, the way Paul was saying, he, he, he's analyzing, he's picking up. He doesn't, even if in a fight when he's losing, he believes in his power that much and his skill set to be able to close that distance and, and detonate that power on you, get you out of there. He never seems like he's in a rush to get you, to get back. He doesn't seem worried by being down Anywhere. on points. Mm -hmm. on, you know, he's just, he works. He just fights. It's just, you know, they, they have a very different mentality in terms of that, that situation. But a lot of the gifts that, Ryan Garcia has. I think he's one of the most talented guys in those weight Physically, divisions. Physically, athletically. And, oh my God, this hand speed, the one-punch power. I believe he's got better one-punch power than Javante does, even though Javante is uh, you know, the knockout artist. All of those things had me flip-flopping. That's why I didn't agree with you when I said I've always been saying this. Oh, way. but here, here at our table, you've been very inconsistent. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, uh, so I've, been, I've been consistent here at the table, but in between, <laughs> there's a lot Thank of time in between these table sittings, and I, I, I've been thinking about Ryan, but what really turns me off about the Ryan situation is one, not taking that fight in between, where mm -hmm. Javante did. And he fought a yes. tough guy, and he got him out of there. And then, and then, two, the inactivity, just in general, of mm -hmm. Ryan Garcia not being active. And then lastly, the weight class. I, I, don't, I don't think... The fact that it's 136. Why would not be 135? 135 or 140. One pound? Yeah. That means 135 is that hard? 136 is not going to be that easy. So, so I, I think it's going to be a, 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 a difficult task for him to make even 136. Then there's the rehydration clause on top of that. We also talk about the resume when we talk about uh, Javante Davis's resume. It's packed with very important names that win against Yorkis Gamboa and so on and so forth. On Ryan Garcia, I have one named Luke Campbell. He actually, mm -hmm. first time he ever touched the canvas, he came back to take that fight by knockout. So would that mean that we're looking at two fighters at very different stages in their lives? I mean, in their careers. Uh, a Ryan Garcia that is still needs to be battle tested and Gervonta was already gone through that. Let's not forget that win against Yorokis Gamboa. If we're going to be honest, 
he fought that fight with a tendon, Achilles tendon, totally torn. Mm. He was literally pulling that back leg the whole fight. So I don't know. How do you guys see that as a, 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 as a litmus test for both fighters? No, I think uh, when it comes to the level of opposition, Luke Campbell is the big name on um, on Ryan. Ryan's resume. You got you have um, uh, Javier Fortuna as well, mm -hmm. but you know, I, don't, I don't think it was a very hungry Javier Fortuna. I, I think Luke Campbell though the the Luke Campbell uh, that, that Ryan Garcia beat is, that's a very good fighter. To me personally, um, I think that's the best fighter on both guys' resumes. And people think like, oh, how can you say that? Well, you know, Luke Campbell for me is, was championship material, ex-gold medalist. But, you know, he, he only got his two world title shots against Lomachenko and Jorge Linares, both in their primes. If, the, if all of us get our world title shots against guys like Lomachenko and Linares in their primes, most of us are not going to become world champions, even if we've, we've been world champions in our careers. So... So I can't really count that as that much against them. Now, people will start talking about names. I don't care about names. Like, you can't give me a featherweight, blown up featherweight like Leo Santa Cruz, who comes forward mm -hmm. and only knows how to fight one way going forward. And, and then he's good. So goes at you. At, you're the bigger guy. Only knows how to come to you. You're a bigger punching, bigger guy and doesn't know how to make that adjustment that Glock's going backwards. So he's going to walk right into your firepower. I mean, that was a tailor-made fight for... Javante to get a smoking knockout and look great on paper, you know. But in re the reality of it was 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 it was it really anything that taught him anything? Was it really anything that, that should make him make us think like, so oh my goodness? you're not impressed by his. I'm resume. not impressed with that resume. With are uh, you with, impressed with by Santa that Cruz. resume? I think even Pedraza is a good win, but Pedraza, you can tell, was already dead at the weight. He had been complaining because I worked those full of Pedraza fights. Pedraza had been complaining about making 130 pounds for a while, and you could tell he was completely dead. I don't get me wrong; it's a spectacular knockout, but you can tell what Pedraza did afterwards that it's a better Pedraza once he went up and weighed and he didn't have to kill himself to make weight. He got, he got Pedraza on the right night. But of course, again, it's a good win. I just don't rate them as high as the Campbell win. The Campbell win Agreed. is still a Campbell who has never won a world title. So he was still felt like something was missing. So he was still fighting with that hunger and determination of, a goal, of an Olympic gold medalist who was, who was missing something, you know? So, and, 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 and the, the fight was fought in that way. So when Garcia got up that night off the canvas, it really convinced me like, oh man, maybe this guy has something Fire. in there. But... After that, I started to change my mind because he, this guy disappeared. <laughs> because you I said, no, because, because I said, because while I'm saying, okay, this guy turned the corner tonight. You know, it's the same thing. I remember when Vladimir Klitschko got up three times to beat Sam Peter. I said, this guy turned the corner tonight. And sure enough, he did. He never lost for another 10, 11 years. And I said the same thing about Ryan Garcia when he lost Luke Cam when he beat Luke Cameron, but he got dropped, got him off the canvas to knock him out. I said, this guy turned the corner tonight. He's going to be something to deal with now. Now he really has that self-belief that he's been through the fire and he can handle it. And he, and he knows he can handle it. Yeah. Instead, he got scared and, then, and stopped being active at all. I felt like it almost, I felt like instead it had a negative effect on him where he said, you know what? I'm a YouTuber. I'm an Instagrammer. I'm a whatever uh, social media they have nowadays um, that I can make money off of. And it has gotten money off. And it got him in commercials. Got him all these endorsements. And, and Chris, he said, you know what? If I lose this, I'm going to blow it all. So Chris, let me not take so many chances. And he went back into a shell instead. Weird. Sounds, sounds a lot like a Vladimir Klitschko versus Anthony Joshua fight. In which case, he gets up off the can. Anthony exactly. Joshua drops, drops, uh, gets dropped. Comes back to stop Klitschko in one of the best heavyweight fights I've seen mm -hmm. in recent years. And then was never the same after that. You thought but, but he was he, turning but at least the corner. He, yeah, but at least he came back and fought. He wasn't the same after that. Because I remember that I was completely shocked when the yeah. Garcia or when the uh, Andy Ruiz fight. Reed. No, I we was were like, all shocked. I was like, what happened to this But guy? we, you know? we, because but we, at least in he our fought. minds. At least he fought. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Garcia disappeared off the face of the yeah. earth. Yeah. You know, like, that, and well, that's, that's one of my big concerns about this fight. And kept doing commercials. And even though this is such a, such a good matchup, and that's why we're both flip-flopping all the time, 
being inactive at this age and at this stage of your career but he's is so detrimental. Young. So I'm I think Javante has more dog in him. I do. I, I, I think Javante has more. Like, which is my point to why a, I think, really gold fight. But, but what, you guys will want to get off the canvas to go get you because I'm gonna send you guys into the ring. They're gonna be nice enough to tell us exactly what Ryan needs to do or what Javante needs to do to take that win, and we have it all here on Pro Box TV. We have the keys to victory right after this break. And we're back right here in Big Fight Preview. Gervonta Davis facing Ryan Garcia. And my partners in crime are ready in the ring, and they're going to give us their keys to victory. April 22nd, the big pay-per-view. Gervonta Tank Davis against King Ryan Garcia. Big fight. Everyone's been anticipating it. Let's look at the keys to victory for Gervonta Davis. He's the shorter guy. He's already acknowledged to us that Ryan Garcia has basically just a left hook, so he's going to be looking to eliminate that left hook in various ways. As a southpaw, as a quick reflex fighter, there's various ways he can do it. I think personally, him fainting and consistently fainting Garcia out of position will draw Garcia to look to be throwing the left hook. Once he faints him out of position, Garcia can no longer cock the left hook the same way, and Garcia uh, and, and, and David Davis can pounce because Davis also has quick feet in order to close that gap from middle to, 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 to short range. He's not a mover, but from middle to close range, if you give him an, an inch, he'll be able to close that gap. So let's, let's have a look at the ways he can do it. He, he, when, when you're gonna see Javante fainting at, at Garcia, you're gonna, Garcia's gonna be looking to throw at, any, any, at the hook at any, at any given time. So it's, it's, you're basically gonna be looking for Davis to faint, Garcia to give, that, give a look like he wants to throw a hook, but now there's nothing there. And then from there, Davis will pounce. And then you, you, enter, you enter the punch zone and you make him pay. You're looking to draw that out of him. You look at, you're basically looking to draw that. Even if it's not a hook, you're looking to draw the reaction. Something, even if you get Garcia to bite this way, now he can know he's got to reset the hook to throw it. He's, he's, he's half cocked already. When you're half cocked, you're not going to really be able to uh, have an answer for what Davis is about to do. Davis has fast hands. He can come inside to the body. He can go to the head. Once he closes that range, he's able to throw in combination. And watch that uppercut. He may be the shorter guy, but it can still work even against the taller guys like it did against Jose Pedraza. Now, what the, the flash Ryan Garcia can do to combat that. So as Gervonta uses that, that feint, I suggest that Ryan Garcia use a check hook and spin off so he's not right in front of Davis. So if Davis does faint that shot, and now I miss and I take that, I bite that too soon, I take that hook, I can spin off and stay long and, and reset. And then Gervonta now has to reset and do it all over again. So as he faints and I, and I do take that hook, I can spin off and create an angle. That way Gervonta has to get reset in front of me once again. Ryan Garcia, what he needs to do in order to be victorious against Tank Davis on April 22nd, He's known as a left hooker. Javante Davis himself said that he's a one-dimensional fighter. But hey, if that dimension's good, why not use it? So what Ryan should be doing is using, he uses a, a, a range-finding jab. He, he fights very tall. He uses that range-finding jab to, to find where his opponent is. And then he has great timing and pulls the trigger on the left hook brilliantly. So as Javante Davis tries to wade his way in, because he's a much shorter guy, he's going to have to get his way in there. Look for Ryan to time that movement by using that blinding stick, stiff jab outside and then whip that left hook off that shot. He likes to post and then whip off of it. 
So there's going to be opportunities for him to time the head movement of Javante Davis as he creeps forward. Now, the way Davis can possibly combat this is we've talked about, you know, Davis needs to faint his way inside. But also, in this, in this scenario here, if Davis can keep himself a low target, keeping that right hand up, you got to watch for that left hook uh, of Garcia. And you want to aim that left hand. Don't come up too high because that's where you put yourself in position and get hit with the hook. Shoot those left hands to the stomach and to the chest just to break up even the rhythm. They may hurt Garcia, but I'm, even if they don't, what they do is they disrupt the rhythm of Garcia. So get here, you get in close. You shoot, when, when you're shooting, when you hit a guy in his chest, you hit a guy in his, in his stomach, it'll, it'll rock him back. And rocking him back forces him to reset, uh, um, you know, get, try to regain that confidence again. Because nobody, nobody likes to be rocked back, rocked around a little bit. And when you hit a guy here and here with a cross, it sometimes shoots them back a little bit. So that can also disrupt the rhythm that Ryan is trying to develop in terms of timing the left hook. But it's very important when Garcia does this to make sure he's got this right hand high because that hook may be coming. Once he's able to catch it, he can actually come back with his own right hook. If he's in the event that he's able to catch the, the Garcia hook the way he should, he can come back with his own right hook off of that left hand to the body. Thank you, gentlemen. Did you guys at home take notes? Because those were the keys to victory. And when we come back, I'm going to put the gentlemen against the ropes, get their predictions. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Tank Davis against Ryan Garcia. That's on April 22nd, live on Showtime Pay-Per-View, all the way from Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. And now that my gentlemen are back, my partners in crime, I need to put them the ropes. But before this, we've already had great fights that sometimes don't live up to all the hype. I need to ask both of you, what needs to happen for this fight to actually live up to all the expectations? Well, for, first of all, I, I have an unpopular opinion. Oh, right, let's do it. <laughs> there, there, is a, there is a chance for the site to be kind of boring. boring. Yeah. Wow. You got two guys who are very dangerous punchers. Both are going to be very wary of each other. Guys, generally, when they're fighting someone who's a punch, I mean, Javante Davis starts slow anyway. Mm -hmm. And then Ryan, who might not be as willing to engage early on because of the power of Javante, you have the chance of both men not being too active, especially early on. Respect. Not saying, not saying that's going to happen. Right. Well, it's not even so much respect. When you have power punchers, you, you, you need to be careful with what you throw out there. You're not going to be recklessly throwing combinations. You got both guys can punch. Both guys can knock each other out. Um, so there is a possibility it could be. I actually think it's going to be a great fight, but you never know. Um, but there's a possibility. The exposure possible. every time you, well, you throw. I, I think also you throw in the fact that one's a lefty, one's a righty. That sometimes those matchups can be a little oh, bit more head tactical. Clashes. Head clashes. and a little bit. Well, also the height difference. Yes. Yeah, it can be a little bit more tactical. You got to watch for, you know, obviously weird knockdowns with the lefty versus righty. You know, that could, could be slips, could be knockdowns. You got to see the referee could, could play a factor in this as well between that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I kind of uh, agree with the champ, Chris, that, you know, it, it it could be a little bit. It could be a bit, a little bit leery with the the, the power punching reputations they have. Javante, honestly, he starts slow, and for me, he's 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 a guy who starts slow, but it's not for lack of confidence because yeah. he never looks like he's he never feels lost. like he's he never looks lost. Or he hesitation. never looks like he's panicking, even though he's probably behind on the scorecards. I mean, who knows if he's really behind on the scorecards or the opponent would get robbed anyway? We never find out because he knocks them all out, right? So, mm -hmm. so. I mean, but nonetheless, he, he has this approach to his fights like, you know, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm processing and I'm going to get you. I just don't know if, if Ryan is going to also allow that approach. You know, it could be that Ryan, too, will be leery of the power, punching power of Davis and also 
you know, start out slow. But I, if, if, I, if, if I'm Ryan, I, I think I would try to press the issue early on. You know, Ryan has uh, some, some early knockouts in his career he's, where he's landed some big shots. And uh, I, I think, you know, you, if you want to start out by putting Javante Davis on the back foot and make him feel like he's, there's a real threat today, and it's not just the fact that he's going to willingly give up rounds because he's processing. You want to be the guy to put him on the back foot and actually make him feel a real threat, maybe land something strong, maybe, you know, put him in that position. But again, you know, the way the evolution plays out, it's literally the way guys feel on the night, the yeah. mentality they have, the way they're feeling when they get in the ring. I mean, so many variables come into play. To but, me, uh, one of the most important factors is, are they ready for this big fight? Moreover, they're both facing uh, boxers that are on, on both ends. Explosive, with power, with speed. Moreover, lot of skills. So now being said, all those factors... I'm going to put you guys against the ropes, and I know you guys hate me for this, but I love you for that. I'm going to start with Chris, because you both have been flip-flopping on who's going to be the winner. So today, who do you see taking that win? So I, I love and some, how? I love something that, as you've been saying, about processing. Gervonta uh, has to process, you know, the information he's gathering while the fight is going mm -hmm. on, and then he comes on late. When you look at processing speed, Ryan Garcia's processing speed is very impressive. He sees things early. Like you said, he has these early knockouts. He sees things and opportunities really quickly. So there's an opportunity for him to take this fight early, I believe. But ultimately, I think what's going to happen is going to be, this fight's going to go kind of the way it's, I've been talking about, I think. That it's going to be slow early on. Ryan's going to be a little, a little cautious. He's going to take some of those early rounds. Chavante's going to be processing picking those things up, might get stung a few times, whatever, but I just think the dog in him is going to be able to dig deep, get to the body of Ryan, and, and, and break him down late in the fight. So in the later rounds? I got I, I got Javante taking the fight late. By knockout? I think I, we don't see 12, either way. We don't see 12 either way. What I about think, you? I think early on, Ryan has an advantage. Um, you know, he, he I could see a, a situation where Ryan gets a one-punch KO early on. I, yeah, I could totally. see that, you know, yep. where, like, Javante's hurt badly, and, and, and then the fight gets stopped. Or he gets up hurt badly in the fight, and the fight ends up stopped. But I think the deeper the fight goes, the worse it gets for Ryan. And I'm not quite sure yet if Ryan wants to be in that kind of fight. Oof. You know, where uh, if Javante starts basically putting on an assault, and you're going to have to fight your way out of it at that point. You know, in the second half of the fight, where Javante has not processed everything, he's in the fight, he's landing power, and it's and and and, and it starts to become an assault. Are you going to be able to? answer his assault with your own assault, or are you going to be overwhelmed? It's questionable. I, I, I probably favor Javante Davis, but early on, look for a possible knockout for Ryan Garcia. So, in reality, we're looking at this fight by consensus to be finishing in the latter end of the fight. So, both say by knockout. So, there we go. That There is Big Fight Preview, Ryan Garcia against Tank Davis. This will be on April 22nd. And it's going to be live on Showtime pay-per-view. Let's not forget, we have all the details about boxing on our daily news. That's Monday through Sunday, right here on Pro Box TV, your boxing network.